Hello, hello, and welcome back. I'm Emily. I'm Molly. And this is Stupid Genius. Genius. Stupid Genius. How are you today, Em? I'm doing good. It's warm in here. It is so warm. And it was warm last night, which is a good thing. It's just I'm not quite used to it. I might have to change the whole bed sheets. Yeah, your flat has been like a little frozen yeah. room since... Well, since you moved in since there, really. In. And now it's a sauna. You can, can see right. your breath most nights, oh, can't yeah, you? Yeah, she could. Do you know what that means, though? Maybe it's finally... Maybe summer is here. It's coming. Maybe spring's in the air. Oh, my well, God, the blossom trees spring's are Spring's nearly over, to be Yeah, fair. why is spring been so rough, though? It just... Yeah. Honestly, guys, here in the UK... Like, it's always hit and miss April, May, isn't it? It's either feels like summer. Yeah. I mean, I got married this time last year, and it was, the it wedding was, day was like 26, well, you 27 like degrees. At oh, it was, it was hot. I know we were in the South, so that obviously makes a difference, but. Not really. Not What? Well, yeah, a little bit, but not. Oh my God, majorly makes a difference. Do you think? Yeah, I think so. Because, uh, okay, yeah, especially Liverpool. Liverpool has, like, if you're dressed, if you're in Liverpool and you have to dress to, like, go out for the day and you think, oh, the weather looks fine. No, no, no. You need to dress for all weathers. That Irish sea wind is yeah, blowing in. Yeah, literally, it'll be an hour, it'll be raining, an hour, it'll be windy, an hour, it'll be freezing, an hour, it'll be, like, boiling. You're like, what the fuck? So yeah, you have, you, to, have... you have to wear layers, you have to prep. Have That's to prep. it. Whereas in lovely Somerset, it's just bloody mild all year round. Exactly. Mm. It's not true. Not true. We're still in the UK, but Talk it's milder. about clothes. I stayed up late last night to watch the Met Gala's looks. Do you know what? I ha- I didn't watch it, but I have been doing lots of following on the old Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Have What's you- that guy called who um, everyone really fancies and I can totally see it? The older guy. <gasps> um, Is he like... Pedro. Pedro Yeah, he's Pascal. definitely... Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, he's he's a, a, in he's his a, shorts. He's a daddy. <laughs> he's, oh, that's what everyone calls him. He is nice. Papa, Papa Pedro. <laughs> What's he in, like, Narcos or... He was in... Um... Oh, The Last of Us. Yeah. Which I couldn't watch because it was vile. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen it yet. Was so, it like, the first episode, it's like, this isn't giving a spoiler, but basically the whole thing is that, like, it's like a zombie thing, but it's like a fungal infection. Yeah. And in the first episode, this old lady gets infected and she's, like, eating this person and she looks up and there's all these, like, um, ugh, like, like mushroomy, wormy things coming out of her mouth. Gross. Sorry, that's so disgusting. Gross. I know him from um, the Nicolas Cage film, which you should watch. It's hilarious. I it's, can't do Nicolas Cage. It's Nicolas, no, but it's Nicolas Cage taking the piss out of Nicolas Cage. I know, I've seen it advertised. Even that, I just... Hilarious. People love it. He's such like a cool icon, isn't he, Nicolas Cage? Oh, really is. I didn't really care for him until I watched that film and I was like, oh, hilarious. I love it. Okay, I'm going to, on your recommendation, I will try it. Definitely. It's very um, satire. Satire. Is it, that's not the word? Meta, maybe. Because he's like acting as himself yeah and he's talking about and he's just being like a prick yeah he's like being a diva I feel like satire a, maybe yeah. I don't yeah. know my favourite look from Met Gala Gala, Gala was Doja Cat oh right so explain that to me she was a cat no no but please yeah. explain to me has she had surgery to make herself look like a cat or was that makeup no that's prosthetic so did she have padding under her lip yeah yeah yeah, yeah. guys if you don't know what we're talking about go and have a look at the Met Gala looks my favourite has 100% uh, been yeah Doja Cat because obviously why it was just I just she <laughs> she is so iconic every time she, you know like when she goes to these things she goes all out last time she went to a fashion show she went in like these have did you see her like full I don't remember I can't remember thousands of like Schwartz, 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 Schwart
I know what you, I don't know. Crystal's in red from head to toe. She was like fully bald and she got hate for it because she wasn't wearing lashes. So the next day she like wore lashes everywhere but her la- her eyelashes. So she like created a little <laughs> moustache and like went in a That's suit. That's amazing. She what, is just What is amazing. she? Like an artist? Like she, she's a singer. I don't care for her music. Oh, right. She does. She just like a look. Who was just, the guy that was silver? Oh my God, that was Lil Nasty, I think. Oh. I think. Good, don't I just it. don't, honestly, my pop culture yeah. knowledge is not good. I only, I only enjoy it because I just think, I feel it was quite disappointing the Met Gala this year, especially because, you know, who it's, you know. Yeah, in honorary of like a complete knob. Yeah, like I don't know, I know he did a lot for the fashion world in the sense of like he, he dipped in and out of like Chanel, Chloe, Fendi, he created the famous like F Fendi um, logo that we see every day. He did create the shortest uh, short skirts in the like back in the day and caused the controversy. But he is a massive sexist. <laughs> yeah, he didn't believe in the Me Too movement, and he didn't. And he he's constantly commented on um, how he's fat. Well, he hasn't he met. doesn't believe in inclusive clothing, yeah. does he? He yeah, that's it. And he's constantly said stuff that's fat phobic. So boo to him. Boo to him, and that's probably why it was a bit disappointing. But I'm yeah. annoyed no one but boycotted it. I know you would have thought, particularly like really body positive people like Lizzo. I don't know, you would have thought, but then why should, it shouldn't be on their shoulders, obviously, to do something about it, but. No, maybe they just want to get dressed up and just serve a look. Yeah, serve a look. Which Doja Cat You're did. serving a look today. I like that vest. Is Thank that a you. vest? Tank? What would you call that? Tank, I guess. Emily's outdoing me in fashion all the no, time. No, you're wearing. But like, I don't try to 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 be fashionable. To be fair, I try so hard. <laughs> you try hard. I don't. I like, yeah, so much. Okay, enough about the Met Gala. No one, no one's here for this. What's your stupid? Oh, so well, you normally go first, but if okay. you, I, I can do it. That's fine. Let's it. have a change up. So my stupid. I actually have two little ones. One of which I've now forgotten. So it might be one little one. My my stupid was last week. I was at an event. It was actually the three minute thesis, which <laughs> we'll talk about later. Um. And I had not planned, actually, still in keeping with the fashion theme, oh. I had not planned what I was going to wear. Oh my God, you were messaging me this. Oh my God. You were like, I've had a nightmare. And Honestly, I was like, I don't have time for this. See ya. I did not plan what I was wearing. And like, Lloyd was in bed. Well, he was gotten woken up early, obviously, because before he knew it, he was like under a pile of my clothes that I was throwing <laughs> like, around the room. I've got nothing to wear. I don't think it held. You looked like, amazing, by the way. Well, I was doing my period, so like ev- everything I wore was not acceptable not okay. in my eyes. Yeah. But then I found this like, comfy black stretchy jumpsuit yeah. sort of thing in the back of my wardrobe I was like oh put that on anyway it had one of those like fabric long ties around the middle right. and then just before my presentation I went for a wee oh, no. and it. I looked down it didn't just dip there was a foot of material was covered in my pee like literally was it it hadn't dipped in the water and then oh, I got oh. you know it was literally drenched in piss and so I was like for god's sake Oh, way to put the pressure on. I know, and this other woman who I know... Next up, Kissy Molly. <laughs> she's a PhD student, but she's like 60, bless her. Or 50, sorry, if you're listening. I'm not sure. That's so bad. I don't know. Ouch. But I know she's older. So basically, Look, she cut, went cut into... Molly a break. <laughs> she had piss all over herself. I'm sorry. She went into mum mode for me, bless her. And I came out, like, gripping this pissy 
strap and she was like give it here love and I was like no 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 no, 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 no. no. I, was like, I was like please just leave me like, like I don't want you to touch my pissing I actually strap. don't want anyone else to know this yeah. so but I like rinsed out to tell a podcast with before I know it she's grabbed it out of my hand she's no. bringing it out for me no. yeah she, she doesn't right she clearly doesn't know it's piss no she did what she just didn't care some people she's like a mum I don't know she doesn't care <laughs> so she dried it off for me and no one no one knew except everyone that I told you know and one now. of those you know when you're so embarrassed about something you just tell everyone yeah or like you're, and you're so full of anxiety that you just keep sharing you're like this is making it worse like, I couldn't believe it when I looked down I was just like for god on my sake. I've done that before yeah I like went like but usually outdoors and I like I'm <laughs> oh no <laughs> just reminded me why am I telling this Got, went climbing once was wearing these like trousers that like like were just too long for me then went for a piss and forgot I was wearing trousers too long for me and then I looked down and they're just like dipped in oh, the, no. the like piss puddle that I've created stop saying um, piss pish <laughs> luckily I had trousers on underneath that so it, I just took them off do you know what though it is hard as a woman doing those wildies I have to get very low like I do a, a low yogi yeah. squat like I have a friend that literally wheeze like outside from standing like as a woman oh wow as in like she does a tiny little squat and then oh my god anyway I we've really taken a, this is a tip guys for everyone find a tree or a branch, or like something to little perch your little bottom on. Oh, and like lean back. And on then it. lean back because then you don't get it on your shoes. Do you like a wall back. squat essentially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ah. it's good to find a, a tree to lean back on. And honestly, I've told a lot of people this weirdly because when you go camping, you share stuff like that. Yeah, of course. And um, they've they've they're like, thank you, Emily. Now I, now I pee in peace. <laughs> oh my god. Well, uh, not me. I can't even pee that in was toilets. Your stu- <laughs> <laughs> what was your stupid? My stupid was, and I'm getting out my notes this time because I wrote it down. Well done. Um, so, yeah, I kind of want to do genius first. Okay. Now I'll do stupid first. <laughs> so I went to a gig, I went to a gig um, after the three minute thesis, and because I was so like chaotic with the three minute thesis and my abstract submissions, there was it was a hectic week for me for like deadlines and getting stuff done. Um, but yeah, I went to a gig straight away afterwards. And I just didn't check the trains home. I just didn't bother. Oh, dear. Because I was like, oh, it's only Manchester. And if people don't Last know. Last train's at like 11, mate, isn't it? Yeah, and the gig ends at 10, so fine. Oh, okay. Absolutely fine. It's just more like I didn't, I just, trains have been a bit shit at the moment. And it's only, it was only a 50 minute, 40 minute train journey. So I was like, ah, whatever. I like look and I'm like, oh, the last train was at 9.30. What? Why? And the rest of the bus bus replacements. <gasps> oh, so I, had I get... absolutely hate a bus replacement. I got back at 2.30. <gasps> what time do you leave? 10. It took you four and a half hours to get back from Manchester? Yeah. I don't understand, but they did loads of stop-offs. Oh my God, that's actually hell. Were you on your own? Hell, yeah, I was. And <gasps> guess what? Oh my, my phone had died. So I had to just sit there. Oh, God. And I, the windows were all open, and I didn't prep for, like, being freezing, like, obviously. So the whole time I was there, like... <laughs> and you can't even be like, oh, at least I'm going to get my money back, because the ticket's probably, like, a fiver, was it? Yeah, no, I won't get my money back. And actually, luckily, this guy, who was just really nice, and I was like, oh, for... You know when, like, someone does something nice, and it's a guy, you think, oh, what's what's go- What's what, the catch? What's the catch? I don't want... And I kept... He was like, look, have my... You look freezing at my coat. Oh, that's so sweet. And I was like, no, no, no. And then, and then an hour went by, and he was like, please take it, take See, it. See, that take stresses it. me out in a way. But my first thought, because I'm very antisocial on 
public transport. Like I'm the person that puts the headphones on, looks Same. down. Well, what else but then it's don't like, talk to me. Well, you think like once I accept this coke, is he going to want to chat for the rest of the fucking journey? That's what I was thinking. And then I, I was like, no, 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 no. And he just wouldn't refuse. He wouldn't refuse it. Like he was like, take it. And he took it. And he just turned around. And then I then could go to sleep. And Aww. then he woke me up. Uh, I woke up with dribble and drool down my face. So he's really like, oh. Yeah, all over his jacket, just like a little pool of spit. Yeah, and he was like, oh, we're at Liverpool Lime Street. And he took what his coat guy? and walked up. Shout out to Strange I Man know, on the Bus. I know, thank you. Like, that was actually really lovely. And you've restored my faith in guys a little bit. That's lovely. So that was really nice. Um, and then, yeah, and then I got sexy home. And then Plan on trains, Thursday, guys. I was like, oh, I'm dying. Yeah, I bet. I really didn't do that. I suppose midweek as well. Maybe that's yeah, why the Yeah, and I'd off. had, like, such a build-up of work and yeah. so much. I was knackered. I felt... Was the gig worth it? That's oh, the gig was so good. I've just Maybe remembered my it. other stupid. Go on, what, go on. It's very brief, so I'll say it. Oh, two stupids. I know. Two stupids. And when I say brief, pardon the pun, I was buying some knickers, right? <laughs> we have got... <laughs> <laughs> we are professional. You're about to be a lecturer. This is professional. Right. So there's this lovely, I don't know if you've heard of it, called Moons and Dunes. It's like a sustainable, eco-friendly, body-inclusive underwear brand who I've never purchased from before because as much as I would love to support such a great company, they're expensive. Money, money, money. Exactly. They're a bit spendy. So anyway, I saw a thing on Instagram saying that they're closing and um, all stock is reduced. So I was like, okay, now I'm going to support them. That's awful, isn't it? But I was like, okay, I can afford to support them now. <laughs> I know, I know, it's bad. But no, I it's don't, I'm not made of money. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, I hate it, but I still get my pants from Primark. And they do fall apart. They fall apart. Do you know what? M&S pants are pretty good. But anyway, back onto these. My so, pants seeing me buy new clothes is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I just gave so many old knickers to my sister, actually. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I ordered them, right? And then uh-huh. when I put them in my checkout, in the basket, it all changed to krona, which is like, is it Denmark or Swedish currency? Okay. But one of them anyway, yeah. excuse my ignorance. Anyway, so I, I didn't understand the currency anymore, but I was like, well, it's fine because everything was like a third of the price it normally is. Yeah. What I then didn't check was the delivery had also gone in Corona, if that's how you say it. Yeah. And then I p- made the order and then it came out of my Monzo. The delivery was 20 <gasps> pounds. Oh my God. It was it was like it doubled the price of the order. Shed as well? It literally like doubled <laughs> the price of the order. I could not fucking believe it. <sighs> And then I messaged them saying, look. £20 for a pair of pants. Oh. For the delivery. For <laughs> it was for a bra and a pair of pants. <laughs> literally. And I messaged them like, I'm so confused. Like, why is it this much? And she, they basically replied and said, we'll cancel your order if we want. We're so sorry. But since Brexit, that's the best we can do. Fuck you, Brexit. Fuck Brexit. Brexit. We did not vote for you. No. I've, have you registered to vote? Yes. Good. Thursday, guys. Tomorrow, get in the polling stations if get you're in the UK. Get there, get there. I did it online. Unless you vote for Tory, then just stay home. Actually, yeah. You know what? It's no, there's no point, really. Yeah. It's just stay home. Hit me with your genius, then. Um, My genius. No, you go. Okay. <laughs> um, I won my three-minute thesis. Ow! Ow, 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 ow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So it was... Um, as we will probably go on to talk about in a bit because of the episode today, we had our three-minute thesis competitions last yeah. week. We did post about it on the Instagram, but me and Emily are in different faculties, so we did not compete against each, each other. other. No. Um, I competed within my faculty, and we actually had four winners in our faculty, and I think it's because we have a large faculty, and also within your faculty, you have different schools that yeah. win, whereas we don't have that, so we have to have multiple winners yeah. from the one. Because we had four, exactly. but it was like one of each From school. each school, yeah, yeah whereas we we're and one school. If you don't know the three-minute thesis, basically condensing your whole thesis, your whole PhD project, 
in a speech in three minutes and it is very cringy you have to do you have to it has to be like punchy it has punchy to be like an elevator pitch essentially yeah 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 like, but it's it's actually a worldwide competition so you compete in your faculty heats and then if you win your faculty heats you compete against the other faculties in your uni if you win your university one you then get sent off to the nationals yeah. etc and then you go worldwide and there's like huge Mr. prizes <laughs> there's huge prizes if you win there I mean is. I will never win because my research is not I'm not like I don't know, it's quite Curing cancer or... No, yeah. oh come God, on, yeah. no. There was someone in my faculty that she talked about cancer and we were like, well... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well... <laughs> mate, I'm trying to make organisations more sustainable. Like, how is that ever going to come up again? It's like, last year there was one person that said they were, like, curing migraines. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's pretty incredible. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so I won my faculty. That's 100, so... 100 quid voucher, which was nice. So lovely. Oh, yes. voucher. To spend on what? Amazon. Oh. I know. You're talking about sustainability. I know. I have raised this with them yeah. before that we need to think of because they're not allowed to give cash. Well, what about a love to shop voucher? That's what they started doing, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna bring that up again. But what's your genius? Um my genius is related to the three minute thesis. I did not win, which I'm fine with. Because an absolute legend won instead. <laughs> an absolute legend, Bex Walker well done, Bex. won. Um and her research is so impactful. She's She's really doing like really cool research. You should go check out her Twitter or something. But she uh, she looks into fall preventions for children with cerebral palsy, and she does really like cool um, methods, methodologies, and stuff like that. She had like a GoPro on one of the like walk and talk interviews. Really cool. Anyway, big big fan, big fan. <laughs> um, I no, my genius is the fact that I managed to pull it out of the bag, even though. I don't know. I didn't prep for it, really. Realistically, did yeah. I? I um, had a few other deadlines that were more important to me, and I knew this was a checklist that I needed to do. I really... D- oh, sounds awful. I really didn't want to get to the win, or... I wanted to do okay. I wanted to be in that middle ground, not do terribly that people remember me. I basically want to be <laughs> unrememberable. Unrememberable. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had abstract Smith, so I, I literally ri- wrote the script like a day before and then practiced it on the day to try Mm. and remember it and I remembered it half and half and I had my notes up and I read a bit of it but I like delivered it to the best of my abilities with the time schedule I had yeah I'm sure you did amazing but I know what you mean considering like and I'm a perfectionist and I actually like felt okay with it not being perfect perfect and it was quote perfect you know quote unquote perfect Um, and it was nice because my supervisor trusted me in it he didn't seem to like Usually he will be like, let me hear it, let me do it. And he was like, yeah, she's doing it. Like, he was like, he kind of trusted me. So I was happy. That's a win. It is a win. It's a huge win. And I'm so happy that, like, Bex won. I must admit, I, even though, like, my, I'm calling it my genius winning, because obviously it's something to be proud of. But at the same time, like, I'm already dreading actually having to compete in the university one. Like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I was like, oh, I can actually enjoy the I don't envy Well, that's it. It's actually making me need the toilet just thinking about it. Yeah. Because, as much as like it's so lovely to have these successes and I'm not trying to like I don't know make you stress or anything but it does it does create more work and it's going to be a huge audience which actually brings us very nicely on to our topic today which uh so let's get rambling okay what are we rambling 
about today? So today we are talking all about presenting, how to present to a large audience, how to sort of overcome that fear of public speaking, because I think I read somewhere, somewhere once, <laughs> I'm not going to quote it, but that public speaking is actually one of the most common fears out of, for everybody, you know, I don't think there's it's many people. It's not normal though, is it? To be, to be able to like, it's not a normal scenario that oh you God, put I thought you in. meant like, it's not normal to be fearful of public speaking. I was like, uh, Emily, that's literally <laughs> the opposite of what I'm saying. It's not, no, it's so easy. Like, you just get up, you talk, and you get. Even people that do it on a daily basis still get scared. So, I think if you're listening now and you've like got a presentation coming up and you're feeling scared, like, that's okay. Everyone feels like that. It's so normal. I think I have presented loads and I still get scared. I still obviously get anxious. It just becomes less and less. And the voice, because you've done it so many times and it becomes a learned practice or behavior. That you're like, well, I've done it 10 times and it's all gone okay. Mm-hmm. No, I, hadn't, I haven't died, so why would this time be any different? So you get like a track record of being like, well, I've done it. So yeah, practice definitely helps. helps. But I think, you know, for a lot of people maybe listening to the podcast, you may be in the earlier stages of your PhD and you may not have done a lot of presenting. Um, and so I guess it's thinking about how to make, a, how to do a good presentation, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I would say um, for the First, I guess if you're starting your PhD and you haven't had that much experience in presenting, get presenting. I know that sounds like so like such a weird advice, but get presenting and get to presenting to people that you uh, want to see you succeed. Don't randomly, I don't know, I wouldn't, maybe you can do it, but I would suggest presenting in your faculties, to your friends, to your peers, to your supervisors, in ways that they're going to give you constructive criticism and feedback you're going to feel really positive about that and you're going to be able to practice and hone in the skills or hone in the parts where you're like, I need to practice on that part, that skill doesn't work for me or that doesn't work for me, in a way that you're not going to be... I don't know, you're re- not your no, reputation's I- going to be ruined, but if I presented what I presented my first presentation at a conference, I'd be like, oh, that that's embarrassing because I wasn't... Well, Look at, looking back at my presentations, they were... I know what you mean like start presenting in like supportive environments yeah but also I do think if you go to a conference and sort of mess up a presentation a bit I don't think it's embarrassing because I think everyone's in the same boat everyone will have been there and to be honest right name me one person that you can remember that actually screwed up a presentation we don't remember people like these conferences are so big and everyone's so inward looking anyway you know, you don't think like, oh god, do you remember that girl that messed up her presentation? I, I think getting out there. One prese- oh, presentation. What? Yeah, but it wasn't because this is what I was thinking. It wasn't because it was really bad, or they messed up, or they forgot what they were saying, or it was just because it was a really just dull presentation. <laughs> it was a keynote speaker, so it was meant to be really good, oh, and right. it just had no purpose or point to it. Oh, and god, that's, that's when awkward. that's when it's like, oh, you didn't. I didn't know what to take away from it. And I think that's maybe really important as a little first little tip is, I don't know if your supervisors talk about it all the time, but mine definitely do, a story. Yes. Your presentation has to have a story. You have to engage your audience. So you have to start with this sort of, what do you want people to take from it? And where do you want it to go? So you usually start by setting the tone, then you get into the the main details and then at the end, you kind of wrap it all up and you have this nice little flow of story. A little narrative. A little narrative. Yeah. And you only have a certain amount of time to give that narrative. So you, you can't pick everything. Yeah, You've got so to be like, precise. 
for the three minute thesis, me and Emily cringe. I think most people probably cringe because with the three minute thesis, you know, you have these three minutes. Also, and we'll talk about this, I, I guess, in a minute, but it's a different audience to what you normally present to because it's not a specialist audience. Everyone is a lay person, really, because he's presenting to all different faculties. And so you have to have this engaging narrative. And like, it has to be quite catchy. So for example, and yeah, it's cringy, but my presentation opened with the climate disaster is here. It's happening right now. And, <laughs> and like, it that is with, so good. But there's no, was it? So in the end was like, um, I said like something, this is the only way we can tackle this climate crisis. And, of course. and tackle it we must. <laughs> because there is no planet B. Yeah. And like I had a big picture of the, you know, yeah. uh, no, no planet B behind us. And that sounds really cringy, but it is a narrative. It tells a story. Yeah. You have this opening of like, there's, there's a climate crisis. And then you end, you sort yeah. of make it circular. You yeah. end with an impact. And hopefully people, if, if they took away one thing from my presentation, it was that we have a climate crisis, yeah. right? So yeah, that's it's true. giving people a story to relate to. And to grip onto. Yeah, mine yeah. started with like, do you know what the biggest injury-related deaths are in older adults? No, what is it? <laughs> it's not traffic accidents. It's not? Nor is it disease. What? But something we do almost every day, using the stairs. Oh, my God. And then I ended <laughs> it with, you know, we need to and prevent another stairfall pandemic. Yeah, um, you've posed the question and you've answered it in your presentation. Yeah, yeah, and we sort of, hopefully they took, I took like a narrative they've never taken before and it was new to me because I want my research to be still be exciting. I don't want to have to just... Repeat the repeat same the stuff. Same stuff. Yeah. Um, and it was, and a lot of people that were there have probably heard me talk about the same stuff as well. So I took another little um, arc on, you know, loneliness and stairfalls. So it was quite fun yeah. for me. Yeah, I think that's a really good tip though, Em. Definitely finding a narrative and uh, you touched on as well about finding supportive environments because that's the one thing with the three minute thesis. It was such a supportive audience. You know, you're all... All the people in the audience are either presenting or they're like, yeah, um, maybe supervisors or you know, there's no one in that room that wants you to do badly, and I think that is often the case. Like, unless you're at like a huge conference, but even then, like the audience wants you to do well. They people want are to rooting learn, for you. People, yeah, people want just what they're there either to learn or to root for you or just to see what new research is coming up. That's why I love the three minute thesis so much. I get to hear snippets and understand because likelihood I'm going to understand like I don't know molecular biology or whatever because that's not my field but for the three minute thesis it's like I can kind of understand that yeah. that's so cool oh my god people are doing such cool and incredible stuff some people are curing cancer crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's so cool and I, that is definitely what I loved as well hearing other people's research and like you say because if it is a good presentation you should be able to understand it even if you have no prior knowledge I think that's the key with the three minute thesis isn't yeah. it yeah um, but yeah I think other things as well like Say if you're, you might not be presenting about the most amazingly interesting topic in the world, right? But you can make it more interesting by how you engage with the audience. Yes. So I think Emily's already said one thing, like you can actually ask them questions, you know, engage with the audience. That's one way, like get a bit of participation yeah. from the audience. Participation, get them thinking about stuff that, you know, maybe they hadn't have thought about. Even if be it's a rhetorical question, well. like you don't necessarily need to be like, put your hands up. If yeah. you could literally just say like, have you ever thought about this? And then pause yeah. and give them a moment to think about it. Yeah, because realistically stairs, oh my God, not that exciting. Like I've measured stairs. I've measured so many stairs. <laughs> <laughs> that is obviously not that exciting. But if you then pose a question and like trying to get them to relate of how important that could be, like stair design in the sense of have you, have you ever experienced a stair fall or have you had a grandparent that have had a bad fall? Yeah. Then it's 
triggering these sort of oh yeah well that might be because of the stair design yeah and find that might the, be and find the common ground exactly. between everyone find the part of your research that other people can relate to so for emily's research which is with older adults every person in the world knows an older adult either they yeah. were born from one or they have a grandparent or you know everyone knows an older adult and so you can find that little nugget yeah. that people are going to care about yeah and then when i when i went into loneliness like everyone during covid felt some form of social isolation or loneliness yeah and everyone knows that that was probably 10 times worse for people for older adults right for sure so that's a really easy way to be like find the relatability yeah, isn't it yeah that's it and yeah. try and get the sort of you know, I guess yeah. Play on the heartstrings. Absolutely, you've got to though, because that's what how you get people to care. I think it's all good having these numbers and figures, but that's why qual- I'm learning qualitative <laughs> research. So interviews are so important because you get those sort of heartstring elements and you get the yeah the rich data. I mean, yeah. Yeah, obviously, it is hard. Like if you're researching like I don't know blockchain technology and some, you know it's not going to be as easy to like yeah, but find a, an emotive aspect. That's true. But there's still there's a, a reason and a need for it. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it. And I think that's the thing that we have to do in our written research as well. But is really important when you're presenting is expressing that contribution, isn't it? My research is important because. And actually yeah. say that. Yeah. Like actually yeah. say that. What? Well, why is why is your research? Why should important? we care? Why should we care? Why are you doing it? But if- in a more general sense, like you know, if you're just presenting generally, maybe you're not presenting about your research. Maybe you're just presenting. Well, what can you do to make it a good presentation? Be I, passionate. Yeah. No. Go for it. That's it. Yeah, that's Be passionate. It. You go. That's what I was going to say. You go. <laughs> you're so passionate about being passionate though yeah I think just be just show your passion with it because if you are if you are excited by it other people will get excited by it energy is transferred your sort of vibe oh god I sound like such a hippie I hate the word vibe (laughs) I hate the word vibe your energy you know love is blind sorry but you know they're always like have you ever watched love blind I would Love is blind. It's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah. And they're always like, I just feel your vibe. Oh, and one guy was like, warm. I feel your sexual vibe. I feel your emotional vibe. I feel your physical vibe. I'm like, what are you talking oh, about? We don't it's want that on non- the presentation. Sense. <laughs> anyway, nonsense. please continue about the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can get a sense of how this person feels about something. And you know what? If you don't feel that passionate about, so maybe you're doing something really that you don't feel passionate about. A bit mundane. About, a bit or... mundane. You can still express your passion in your own way. Lie. Lie. <laughs> fake it till you make yeah. it because Lord knows we have to. Doing a presentation is a performance at the end of the day. And I think if you can actually challenge, cha- almost like channel someone else, like be an actress, be an actor, get yeah. on that stage and think of it as a stage. I do this when I'm teaching sometimes. Like think, right, I am presenting now. Yeah. I'm not me anymore. I'm present a model. And like I, I talk in a way that I, I wouldn't. No. In, a, in a normal conversation because no. like Emily said you have to do something to grip the audience and be passionate and I think and also get through it yourself without sort of feeling like this is horribly cringe because it is yeah. it is sometimes sometimes you're talking about stuff and you're trying to make a really passionate or important point and you just think do I I don't know do I care <laughs> as much as I'm saying but sometimes you have to and it is cringy to be like this is so important because of this this and it's look we've been taught our whole lives that caring is not cool and uh, well, I have. Yeah. Definitely. The cool people are the ones that like, are so laid back, and whatever, yeah. chill. Like, whereas I care a lot. And we have I to be care. massive nerds. I in care. This 
yeah. And ways of doing that, because I think it's easy enough to say like, yeah, get on, get in front of the audience and be passionate. But it's like, well, how do you do that? And I think... Especially when there's like, blank faces looking at you. Yeah, because there will be lots of blank faces. And I think your body language is so important. So for me, I never stay still. This is just a preference. I don't stay still. I will walk up and down. I will change my the spot where I'm standing. I do a lot of arm movements. I talk with my hands a lot anyway. Me too. Um, I like do a lot of... Yeah, and a lot. I try and... <laughs> that was me smacking my hands, not <laughs> hitting Molly. <laughs> Ow, Emily. Ah. Um, yeah, use your hands. Like I know it sounds so Point to the obvious. presentation. If and, you've got a presentation. But like, like smile, smile. Right? The amount of presentations I've watched where people don't smile or like have any facial expression do you want to be here yeah because you're making me think well, the this is a waste are, of my time you probably don't want to be there because no one wants to be up on stage in front no. of those people but you have to act like you're enjoying it i yeah. think yeah um and find that one person in the audience right i don't know about you as an audience member i am that person that smiles and nods Same. encouragingly so to like, every person yes you got this you got yeah this. and there will be people like that so find them because they will give you comfort mm-hmm. you know look in the audience and if there is one person that's really yeah. giving you a smile and giving you a nod keep keep, keep making eye contact eye contact is very important actually in engaging your audience it's also scary it's scary and with the three minute thesis there was a few people i was making eye contact with i was like fine fine then i made eye contact with bex oh dear and i was like no wrong person yeah because i gonna laugh or because like... i know know her and like we've been taking the piss out of this <laughs> speech because yeah. we've been just rehearsing it all day and then I like eye contact to Phoebe, another one of our reigns. I'm like, no, wrong person yeah. again. <laughs> move on, and then move I on. move on and I look at my supervisor. I'm like, okay, right, this is I've lost my train of thought. So try and find the people. I have to avoid supervisor's supervisor's eyes because when I'm, I'm just like, are you? What are you thinking? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm and then I'm out of my head. And then I've forgotten what I'm talking about. I do think there's like you can. I think with eye contact. If you find eye contact really hard, because some people do, particularly if you have like neurodivergency, something like that, look above. Then exactly, make it look like you're getting eye contact because the other people don't know that you're not making eye contact with the other people in the audience, yeah. right? So you can look in between people, slightly above their heads. Mm-hmm. Just, I guess, don't be looking down. Don't constantly be looking at your slide. No. I hate that. I hate like, when people are standing. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> this is what not to do. <laughs> I hate when people are standing to the complete edge of the room or slide or whatever they're like away from it and they're like looking at the screen the whole time because it's like you put an instant barrier with your the audience and yourself because you're back to them you're closed off yeah you're not having this open behavior you need to be up front and center yeah like own the stage and sometimes i want to get a photo and like share it on twitter and if you're not in the like island of the photo then I'm like what? Yeah you're just in the corner like Yeah like little like And also that whole thing of reading off a slide like I understand that it's comforting to do that but then everyone could just read off your slide like you need to bring something else that you don't get off your slide Definitely So talking about that barrier to the audience think about you know where you're presenting I've been in a situation where um, the desk was far too high it was up to my like neck basically, and I was thinking, this is creating <laughs> such a barrier to the audience. One of those like little podium things. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna actually take initiative, and yeah, I might not have the mic, and yeah, I won't have my notes, but I'm gonna take I take it in it in front of the podium. Yeah. So then, you know, it's more engaging because I would have just switched off some, and I I did notice that because a few people went before me, and I was just thinking, oh, this is, I, I'm not 
I don't know, I'm not connecting with them or I'm not seeing what they're yeah, like. Yeah, I did notice that on the pictures from your guys' three-minute thesis that you had one of those podiums and everyone stood behind it because yeah. we didn't have one in the room where I was presenting. It was just an open room, yeah. which was quite nice because you could just stand freely. But yeah, I, I don't like that when people stand behind those. No, neither. And to be fair, I did on the three-minute thesis because I did not know my script. So. No, whereas I actually... And this is actually something to talk about, I suppose, because there is, I think, a pressure to learn presentations by heart. I really resist that pressure because I think it's unfair to expect people to remember. I, I don't have a great memory for things like that. I have an excellent memory for writing things. I do not have an excellent memory for, for, for speaking things. And I don't think that should be a barrier for me to be able to present. Like, in my opinion, pre presenting is not a memory test. However, so I always have notes. However, I think you should really be comfortable at only having to glance down at them. Like, yeah. do not just look down reading your notes. But at the same time, if you need notes, whether that's as a comfort blanket or because you need cues every maybe sentence or two, I think that's fine. Personally, mm -hmm. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? So, yeah, we've talked about this a bit on the, on the podcast. And because I'm dyslexic, uh, that takes me away from it. So I can't quickly glance down, read a sentence and know exactly where I want to be. Yeah. I will then stare that stare at that and I'll be like, where am I? It all gets you out the flow. It gets me out the flow. It gets me out my train of thought. But I never, ever look at someone with notes and think, oh, yeah. God. Like, You're a failure. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> and that's it. Everyone is so different yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. There was a woman um, who was did a three-minute thesis in my faculty and she's amazing and hopefully she's going to be a guest on the podcast actually in a few weeks. But um, she can talk, I'm sure she won't mind me saying this, for England. I know we can talk for England, but she can talk for absolute England. And yeah. she can talk for England about her topic because she's actually been working as a consultant in her topic for like decades, right? Or like a long time. Um, and she really, with the three-minute thesis, she didn't get through a presentation. She had to start again. And then when she did start, she didn't oh, get through it. No. And that was because she had learnt a script, right? Yeah, and as soon as you fudge up that script. Yeah, yeah, whereas if she was just free talking, she just smashed it. She might not have got all the criteria, you know, because you have to hit very specific criteria, don't you, about yeah. get, including what you include. Um, but she tried to learn this script and she couldn't remember it. So I do think that's another thing, you know, maybe you're like me, I like to write exactly what I'm going to say and say it, but you know, people like my friend, for her, it's much better to just have a couple of things like, I need to cover that, I need to cover that, I need to cover that, and then just gets just, there in any way yeah. she can. Yeah. So that's another thing to think about. Work out what works for you best. Maybe try it both ways and see what yeah. works best. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, you're unique to you. What might work for me, what might work for Molly, probably, or might not work for you, or it might. Yeah. But it's all about trial and error, and that's why getting the experience in and presenting as much as possible is so, so important. Yeah, because I think the thing with a PhD, well, all, all all things through the PhD, right, and we've said this before, it's different to uni, undergrad, and even masters. No one's going to make you do anything, right? No. It's all on you. No. And I think you could go through the whole three, four, five years of your PhD, however long it takes, without ever having done a presentation. You could, because you, you could. could just choose to not go to conferences, to not go to three-minute theses, <laughs> That's why you say that. Um, Thesis? Thesis? Is Thesis. it? Thesis? I don't know. It sounds like thesis. Yeah, it does. But do you know what it I mean? Like you <laughs> could choose to just never present, and that's a really nice, comfortable, easy ride, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It's hard to put yourself out there, but put yourself out there. You must. You, you'll grow so much yeah. as a person if you do that. And I weirdly enjoy presenting now i really enjoy it i'm um, not there yet i do not enjoy it 
The moment before, I'm like, I feel sick, feel sick. And then when I'm in the flow of things, I'm like, I'm enjoying it. And then when it's done, I'm like, that was a blur. Was it okay? I don't know. Do you know Ooh. what I find? I love the rush of it, though. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, the thing that I find weird, and I, I, I spoke to a few people at the Three Minute Thesis that said they felt the same. I start off confident. And as I progress, I get more on. nervous, which is weird because I feel like you should get more comfortable because you're the in the flow you go. of things. But, but, and a lot of people have said they feel the same. The more I go, the more I'm like, oh shit, hang on, now my heart's beating fast. Oh, now I'm starting to sweat. Like halfway through, why is that? Yeah, that's probably because you've like built yourself up so much, haven't you? So you're ready to like, you practice your first line, you're like ready, ready, gearing up. And then you, you're in the middle of it and you're realizing, oh my God, am I ain't. All the thoughts of like, am I engaging things? And am the I longer doing well? people looking at you, maybe the longer people you're up there for longer of time. I think that's probably. I think that's quite normal. Is to it be like, oh shit, I'm here now and it's happening yeah. and like I'm still wait, going. It's, yeah, I'm still going and I've still got half of it left to do. It's true that it is a blur, though, isn't it? Such a blur. Absolutely. Such a blur. But such a ru- not a rush. <laughs> I don't want to big it up. It's not like I love it. But it afterwards, it is such a huge sense yeah. of achievement. Like when you, do you know what I am? thinking and we can probably do another episode on this but like next year when i'm teaching i will be teaching to like lecture halls of 400 students which i have not done yet and i think that's going to be a whole another kettle of fish but the only thing i can do and i think that's what we're sort of you know pressing here is that i just need to practice i need to keep doing it present at every opportunity yeah there was one presentation where it was like 150 people um and i didn't realize it was going to be that and I thought we were going to go into separate rooms and I was after this keynote speaker. Oh no, that's and, so scary. Um, and I was like, oh my God. And then I got up there and I realized there was no notes because <gasps> I sent in the presentation and there was no like second screen. Oh God. And I was like freaking out. That is like, my nightmare. Yeah. What do you do? And I was like, I had to just talk to myself going, look, you know the research, worst comes to worst. Look at the slide that's behind you. Talk about it. No one knows your presentation. Nobody yeah, knows Yeah, that's your actually really true. No one knows what you're meant to be saying. So, you know what? Make a story. You know the story. You know briefly. You might not know exactly what you want to say. Yeah, it's maybe not going to be as punchy, but you can get but through this. you can this. get through it. Yeah. And, and you know what? There's no harm in going... Because I had a lot of figures and stuff like that and, like, percentages. There's no harm looking behind you and going... 25%. percent because realistically, no one expects you to learn all the percentages and all the all the data. Also, I'm not being funny. No one knows them, so you could in theory. Literally. Just, like worst case scenario, you could just make them up. And sometimes <laughs> like, I even say like, look, I'm like, I I don't want to get this wrong because it's an important figure. And then I say it. Sometimes I just clarify like, this is you know, so I'm gonna read off my notes because yeah, this is this is what's gonna happen. We're or, human, guys. Yeah. It's not gonna be perfect. I do not like the perfect presentations either. They don't engage me if someone feels like it feels too scripted and it feels too like monotoned or just like robotic boring boring <laughs> get up get out you know the impact imperfections that you create or who you are make you more attractive in the terms of not like oh attractive. no i don't mean like appealing i think appealing. as well like if you do like fluff up or whatever then um laugh about it yeah. like just just be don't be like Oh God, this is and then what run off. You just That's got way to worse. Off. When I've seen people flap and don't like be like, Oh, I messed up, oh no, and like or like be like ah. it's like oh, you're like you like cringe. Yeah. Oh, thesis, and my heart went out to oh. him because he was like he yeah, he just totally lost it. As in like he, his mind went blank and he was like, I yeah. can't do it. 
and bless him yeah. like no one no one thought less of him i just felt like i wanted to give him a hug yeah. you know yeah exactly and no one th- and if you have a moment where you're like oh my god i've lost it take a moment it feels like a lifetime to you but for them it's a second yeah take a breath take a breath you know what was a big power move as well and uh, someone does it in my faculty stops takes a sip of water and carries <gasps> on his presentation and yes. i never think I never think anything of it. I just think he's thirsty. Yeah, or just think, what a power move. Like, as if he's got that much confidence yeah. he's that comfortable up there. I'm so relaxed. I'm actually going to stop for a second. I'm actually going to stop water. for a second. But take in reality... Sip. And you can take what I've just said in as But well. his brain might be going, shit, 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 shit. Yeah, shit, we've, I've talked next. about it to him. And he's like, yeah, obviously it's scary, but like you know, you've got to make sure that you're taking breathers. That's such a good eva- good tip. Especially because if you're going, date, 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 date. No one's going to take anything away from it. They need time to digest. No, and pace is really important, isn't it? You have to get that pace right because too fast and it comes across as like nervous and uh-huh. a bit chaotic. Yeah. Too slow, obviously going to be boring, but yeah. just practice your pace. And pra- and also practice it slower than it's meant to be because when you get up there, it will like, go faster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just accept that your voice is going to break. Accept that your voice is going to sound shaky at the start. Accept that that's all going to happen and just keep pushing through and trudging along because no one really notices that much to you you might think you sound like this <laughs> guys <laughs> but like people will just be like no exactly oh hi exactly That's what you sound like. i feel like what i would take away or want to take away most from this episode then from what we've chatted about today would be probably the practice element of it get out there put yourself out there yeah and just keep having a go however many times you fail however scary it is keep having a go exactly in the most supportive environment you can initially i would say exactly and this is such a huge topic we'll cover it again and again like there's so so much we want to cover to even design your presentations to yeah you know we've talked about it before power poses and all that sort of stuff and everything like that works and it and it does and finding that support networks and practicing it with friends that you trust and getting feedback and actual like people that will give you feedback if something's not good or not just people that are going to go, yeah, that's amazing, yeah, cool. Because that's not useful. And as much as you want that, it's not useful. You need someone to go, one thing, actually. You this, could have done this. This slide, you can you clarify for this? Because yeah. that's why you value your supervisors and that's why you value like actual people's opinions. And I'd rather that because then I know. Yeah, then the, you don't do it next yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you have someone that's just like, oh, by the way, that was crap, then they're not a helpful person to have Apart around. From, I did get feedback on one of my first presentations as a PhD wow. student. Um, and it was uh, <laughs> such a... I've told you this before. I don't know if you have. Yeah, I have. And I don't know why I'm bringing it up. Oh, the skirt. Yeah, I oh. was wearing a dress um, and it did shrink in the wash and I didn't realise that until I got there. But it wasn't so, it was, it wasn't so short and I had shorts on underneath anyway. And I, when I lifted up my arm, because I like to point and use my arms, it would ride up a bit. So I'd pull it, I pulled it down. And I think I pulled it down like once or twice. Uh, and I got told that um, it was distracting. So maybe wear something I'm a little bit more comfortable in. By a male uh, colleague. By a male colleague. And I told the others, and they were like, we didn't notice that once. Yeah, <laughs> so, mate, if you're being distracted by my skirt, that's you, fucking, that's his problem, not yours. <laughs> so take some criticism with, with a, a pinch, pinch of salt. Because... I, I thought it was funny and the next time I wore just wore like boys clothes that fucks me off so much but speaking of feedback should we uh, should we hear from our lawyers see what yeah, he's got yeah. to tell us let's go let's okay, do it let's go hello hello hello, hello. 
<laughs> Hello. Are we going to talk like this for the rest of the episode? I don't think so. Is this I because of the King's, King's coronation? <laughs> oh, yes, being all royal. Being all royal, I suppose that, you know, it is nearly the coronation, so... How are you feeling today? Lloydie's been on a stag do this weekend. Oh. I am feeling that I will when? feel good again. Right You're feeling um, like you went on a stag do. To Benidorm. <laughs> to bloody Benidorm. I mean, enough said. That's hilarious. Was it good, though? Um, yeah, it was really good. Okay. Was really did you get a tan or did you burn? No, you know, I'll probably come back whiter. <laughs> People actually had to wear sunnies around you. They're like, ah, it's hurting. I don't think they spent much time in the sun, to be honest. No. Some of the no, pictures are pretty horrendous. Oh, I don't. Maybe we could share them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do apologise, Lloyd, because I messaged you precisely 40 minutes ago saying, sorry, babe, can you come on the podcast? <laughs> and um, what was the brief I gave you? We're talking about um, public speaking and overcoming the fear. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about public speaking, Lloyd? Because that's not that, we haven't really talked about that, and you don't really do that for your job, do you? No, not really. But I've done it a few times, but nothing crazy. What? I feel like you'd be quite good at it. Yeah, I think you'd be really good at it. What What was the few times that you did? Uh, well, we wedding last year. That was pretty public, I suppose. Probably the most public, to be honest. Oh yeah, and I gave a speech at the wedding too, actually. Oh, what, you, yeah. you guys' wedding? Is our wedding, you mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I couldn't bear oh, yeah, the thought of all the men just giving speeches, <laughs> so I gave one too. My voice deserves to be heard. Do you know what, though? Lloyd, absolutely. I think that was the highlight of Lloyd's life. Lloyd was literally, am I right in saying, Lloyd, you loved that, didn't you? Like, giving his own speech. Yeah. Yeah, he was literally like arms up in the air, like "Come on, guys!" Like <laughs> I can so see that. Like, how did were you scared or were you just like, "Let's go"? Um, I sort of just put it out of my mind, and then when it came, I didn't really have time to worry about it. You know, I just sort of went, "Well, we've got to do it now. You can't just not." So yeah, which in a way, actually, in we've been talking about on the episode about how you need to be prepared, but. Sometimes, like, actually you can overthink it and overlearn it and over-obsess, can't you, a little bit. So actually being natural sometimes just means getting up there and bloody going for it, I suppose. because then you get in your own head and you're like... I hadn't read my speech once for the wedding before I read it on the day. I wrote it a couple of days before and then just read it. Also, you don't want to get bored of sometimes. Sometimes if you prepare it too much, you're like, ugh. Yeah, And then you sound like you're, like, huffing and puffing and you're just saying it and you're like, you're like... Oh, so I just love you. Yeah. Uh, You're great. Yeah. Lloyd basically sang his wedding speech. Like, I can Well, I can like, wrapped it all. You know when oh he gets God. excited? Yeah. Anyway, so um, you have a pearl of wisdom for us, we're hoping, today? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's never as bad as it is. You know? It's never as bad as it is or never as bad as it seems? It's never as bad as it is, is, is. No, but actually, no, that's completely the opposite of what I'm trying to say. It's, it's never, never as bad, bad as, as it you is. think it's going to be, basically. That's what it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Oh, yeah, it's never as bad as it is. It's always bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I think you meant it's never as bad as it. you think it's no, going to be. Actually, I know some people probably don't enjoy it, but my personal experience is, even if you do dread it, you're like, well, actually, it's really good, and then you never regret doing it. That's what you were saying, Emma, to be fair. Like, you mm. come away from it feeling like a bit of a buzz and, like, proud of yourself, I guess, for doing yeah. it. Either way, it's going to happen. I do think that. I think, right, we'll either go well or it won't. And if I get my own head, it'll go bad. So why don't you just think, it's going to go okay? And then yeah, you cross that bridge when it comes to it. And, like, your pants... Accept like, your fate. <laughs> like, it's not like your pants are going to fall down. Like, nothing terrible or is going to happen. Or you, like, piss yourself or yeah. you dip oh, your... God. 
if any listeners are listening right now, actually, and you have horrendous stories of being public speaking and like literally like oh wetting your pants, we, please let us it. know. Maybe we could do another spill in the tea episode. Oh my god, I wonder if that has ever happened. You know, or like someone's vomited on stage or something. Oh my gosh, I need done. to know I need if this to know happened. This had, yeah. But so thank you, Lloydie. So basically, it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not from your own brain. Zero points for originality. Mm-hmm. Zero points for entertainment. Actually, it's, yeah. it's not one of your best, Lloyd. No. I mean, I'm giving myself a day off from the pod in terms of well, you're not because you're in. Time for not being very good on it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You're usually <laughs> you usually come with bells, so we'll yeah, let you that's off. true. That's true. He ha- he is on a four day hangover, so oh, I yeah, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that one. Don't you worry. Well, don't forget to do the washing. Seems you're at home today. Oh, fun. I know you're feeling rough, Lloyd, but you know. <laughs> Go and do some washing. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing, lover. That's all right. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your days, guys. Thank we will. you. Hopefully, you feel better soon. <laughs> one day I will, yeah. <laughs> one day. Love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lloyd. It's not your best, as we said. I actually have um, a quote for us from someone else who it's, uh, you know, slightly more insightful than it's never as bad as it seems. It's it's never as bad as it is. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's, still in, like, he's still in Benador mode, isn't he? Let's be honest. Um, so this Benador, quote, just... oh, honestly, They're sounds honking. Like they went to Sticky Vicky. Oh, which, if anyone hasn't heard of Sticky Vicky, Sticky Vicky is a bit of a legend, a myth, but a real person who pulls things out of her vagina, essentially. No. Yeah, she, it's like a it's like a ping pong show, but she's an English person in Benidorm, like most people in Benidorm, and um, it's actually third generation now. So it's actually her grand Sticky Vicky's granddaughter. Oh, I actually have heard of Sticky Vicky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, she's she yeah. That's what she does. She pulls things out of vagina, and they went to the show. I just it, no offense to Lloyd, but that just for like. A stag do or anything like that. It just doesn't sound like a like fun or anything. I totally agree. Like it is not my cup of tea. I mean, obviously, it's not his stag do. It was someone else's, and him and his friends they will all have the exact same cut and paste stag do. But yeah, horrendous. All they did all day was all they did for the four days was like vomit, drink more, vomit, drink more. That's, lads, lads, lads. Yeah, that's definitely not my stag no, do neither. cup of tea. Nor it, would it be Vin's or. A no. lot of my friends actually. I know, I know. I get some guy. Sorry, no offense, Lloyd. I know he's lovely and all this sort of stuff, but some guys just love that. Sort my of friends like. are like that though. Yeah. I, I, used, anyway, anyway, moving on. <laughs> so, this quote is attri- attributed, 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 attributed to. Oh, actually, uh, mundane poll. That is, I love doing these little polls. You know, like poll? let's settle this. Yeah. You know when I do like on Instagram, let's settle like, it. Let's settle it. Uh, so what? Soft covered books or like hard. Obviously, books. soft, ha- soft, soft, yeah, soft. But it was kind of fifty-fifty. So this would be our backs are so heavy, though. Had do you say attributed or attri- attributed? attributed? Well, this is attributed. I'm going to go with Marina Valandez, who I've actually googled and I can't find that person. So Marina, if you're out there, thanks for this. Don't know. <laughs> Come find us. I don't know who you are, <laughs> but the quote's quite nice and it's quite long. So we're actually just going to let this speak for itself. Yeah, Marina, you're going to talk us out. Many fear public speaking even more than death itself, but there is nothing to fear. Speaking is one where... where oh, fuck. Cut. Speaking is one where we cannot... <laughs> Try again. Brain no good. Donkey brain here. <laughs> Many fear public speaking even more than death itself, but there is nothing to fear. Speaking is one way to share the wisdom that lives within us, and silence is one way to welcome regret. Too often we pass on from this life with regrets. Speak your truth. Share your wisdom. 
The world lies in wait for it. Wow. Boom. All right. It's been Stupid Genius. See you next week. Stupid Genius. Bye. Bye.